Okay, so we are going to conclude Perik Chav Hei today. And then we're going to go back and discuss, hopefully, some of the things. Actually, next week I'm hoping to do a summary of the first 25 Prokim of Tanya. That's going to be this year? I, th- I hope so. So now, there's one Bnei Soska I want to learn about the Perik we're going to learn tonight. We might do that first. Tonight, in Perikov, the Baltani answers the opening question. Vizel Shikosov. This is the meaning of Kikore Velacha Hadova Me'oit. With the emphasis on the Me'oit. It's not just close to you, it is exceedingly close to you. What does it mean it's close to you? How can anybody say this? This is impossible to be Jewish, and it's getting harder as time goes on. How can the Torah say that it's exceedingly close to you? that is because at any moment and at any time and in any time in history it is in our power and isn't in his domain to overcome the temporary insanity and forgetfulness how do we do this? By remembering and to awaken the love to Hashem, but not the love that he discussed in the first 18 chapters, which required contemplation and thinking. No, not that love. We're talking here about the innate, inborn, natural love that exists in every Jew. That's the love which is karayv ma'id. That's the love that's easy to arouse. Yes, we did. Last week. It's not online, then. No? I think he just put it on okay, two fine. days ago. All right, so we got to touch on We're going to have to go back and touch upon some points then. All right. That was like, okay. Right. Now. So the person has the ability to go back and to arouse and to awaken the That love which is concealed in his heart without any doubt. So far this is before Perikov Dal. I'll point out the things as we go that you may have missed. This is the meaning of Uvilavavcha. The Pesach adds the words the Pasuk says, it's in your mouth, and in your heart. What does it mean in your heart? Because this love is naturally there, as he discussed earlier, in the heart of every Jew. Now he adds a tremendous Chiddush. The Pasuk says that there needs to be both love and fear. And you're telling us here that what we have, Birusha. What we have is an inheritance from our forefathers due to the fact that they were a Merkava. We have Ahavas Hashem. Oh, if that's the case, how do you end up with Dechilu? How do you end up with fear? Where's the fear? Says the Balatanya, no, V'nichlal Gam Dechilu. Fear is included. What's the fear of? That is, that a person is afraid of severing his relationship with the unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How much is a person afraid? As we discussed earlier, a person would rather go to their death 
than to be severed from the Achtos Hashem. So look how great the fear is of being severed. The fear is so great that a person would rather go to their death. But the Yishom Tam Musik, and it's all done without an intellectual argument, without any proofs. Ela Biteva Eliki, it is the godly nature of a Jew. Now he comes and says, Ah, you're going to ask, well, how does that apply to everyday life? Yeah, that's good when a person is faced with a, with a, with a sword on his neck and he's told to bow down to the cross. But how is it going to pertain to everyday Because Isn't it obvious that if we just think about how much more sense it makes when it comes to Shvira Sataivis, to overcoming any temporary lust and desire, Hakalam Yasuri which is so much easier than death. Isn't it so much easier for one to overcome a temporary lust? He says, oh, whether I'm talking about even some small issue, not to violate the words of Chazal. Not to transgress Hashem's will. I, what does this have to do with Messias Nefesh? Says about Tanya, the critical words. This is what we discussed last week in Perak Chavdalid. Because each and every Avera, as small as it might be, severs a person from his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. K'moi b'avay d'zara mamish b'sha'as ma'isa. I want you to understand, he says, that even a small violation of divrei soifrim severs a person's relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu while he is doing it to the same degree that one severs their relationship with HaVay d'zara. Even afterwards? No. So That's a distinction. Moment. Right. During the time the person is severed, to the same degree that they are severed by Avedizor. Ah, you're going to try arguing logic. You're going to say to me, come on, how could you compare? By other Averis, you could do Tshuva. He says, oh, you could do Tshuva for Avedizor too. We have a very, very broad, liberal Tshuva uh, dictum. Ah, you're going to ask another Bam Kasha. You're going to say that Chazal tell us that somebody who says, I'm going to do an Avera, and then I'm going to do Tshuva, is a must be, could be other last, is Tshuva Chazal say, and some interpret it meaning that he can't do Tshuva any longer, says the Balatanya, and this is one of the, in all the Tommy de Belsham, it does not mean he cannot do Tshuva. That's simply not true. What it means is, Every other Avera, if a person doesn't say, I'm going to do it and then do Tshuva, the Rebbe creates opportunities in special times that the person will do Tshuva. By Echtav Ashev, I'm going to do an Avera and then do Tshuva, there he doesn't get that heavenly assistance. But if he pushes forth, and he does tshuva, nothing stands before tshuva. So don't try giving me that argument to make a distinction between Avedizara and other chatoim, because it's not true. And yet, despite that, and despite this severance, Every Jew is prepared 
to give their life on Kiddush Hashem, Shalei Deshtach, not to bow down. What's more, even if it's only he's going to be a Christian for a day, and he knows at the time he's going to do tshuva afterwards. So why doesn't he do it? The reason is because all of us have built into us a Ur Hashem, which is there and will not allow itself to be corrupted. It, live, it exists above time. Meaning, the Ur Hashem that exists in the Neshama is like a Kodesh Baruch Hu itself that is not bound by time. All we need to do, he says, unbelievable tip here, is tie into the energy of the godliness within ourselves, which is eternal, to assist us in overcoming a temporary thrill of an Avera. So that's with regard to Sur Meirah, to getting away from doing evil. We have to get used to training ourselves to say, hey, this is ridiculous. Why would I allow myself to be severed from Achtus Hashem? What will they do with the Moranos? There were. I mean, they, they, they addressed that. What do you do with the numerous people throughout the ages? So is, is that why... They did do it. Is that why the um, Karis is the worst sin? Cause he, he addresses that a little bit more in Iger Satshuva, the distinction between Karis, Misi Bidei Shemayim, other Averis. Well, I'm saying Karis, is, if you're saying here that you've always tapped that into it, but Karis is like right. what I'm doing. So therefore you're never going to have that. Yeah, no, the getting back is much more difficult. But can you ever get back? I think, they, I think he says he can. Just requires a much stronger form of Tshuva. Okay, so that's by the Sumerah. But Vehain Bibchinas Vasetoif. He says, I want you to understand that this power of tying into the energy of the Neshama is just as valuable in the realm of Asetoiv, in the realm of doing good. To overcome like a lion with tremendous force and strength of heart. To counter the Yitzhahara that makes heavy his being. Or it throws upon the person with lethargy. Which comes from the source of earth, which, as we discussed in the first and second chapter, is the element of earth that's in the Nevesha Bahamis. And what does he do? He stops him. Don't work so hard. Don't do it so quickly. It's not necessary. Anything that has anything which has work and toil, like toiling in a Torah concept, in Diligence, looking deeply into something, or verbally, like Pasuk Pumemi Girsa, Kamaima Chazal. Like Chazal say that the mouths should not stop from learning Torah. A person tells that a person should place himself, when it comes to the study of Torah, like an axe to its yoke, and like a donkey to its uh, peckle. What about putting forth the work that we need to put forth to daven properly? 
V'chein b'avidus Hashem, the same applies to other forms of service of Hashem, shu b'dover, shu b'momayin, anything which is financial, k'mei avidus ha-tzdoko, like giving charity, uki yoytze be'elo mimolchamais ha-yeytze v'tach b'loysav, like we find by so many of the battles that the Yitzhahara sets out in his tricks, l'kare nefesh ha-odom, he cools us down, with all kinds of wisdom and 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 etzes. to do what No, don't you got to be careful with your money. What about your health? He says we must know and believe that to get up and battle that yetsahara. It is karev ma'id. It is exceedingly close. How? Ah, it seems so far. Here it is. If we really take to heart, that to overcome our evil inclination with all of these things we mentioned, and much more than these things that we mentioned, Hashem Yishmerenu. If we believe and recognize that to do any of the things that we mentioned is much easier than the pain of death, may Hashem protect us. And we all know that we would accept upon ourselves the pain of death. Not to sever ourselves from Hashem, even temporarily. If that's the case, we call how much more so He throws in here such an unbelievable monkey wrench. He says, if we would go to our deaths, rather than to sever our relationship, even though we know that that severance was only for a moment that we were going to bow down. Nonetheless, we wouldn't do it. How much more so, a kiyuma mitzvah, which is eternal. He throws in the eternity of it, because we think it's a moment. He says, no, every mitzvah is eternal unto itself. When we will fulfill Hashem's will through whatever form of service we're doing, when, as we discussed in Perikov Gimel, when we go ahead and we fulfill the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we are revealing the Panim Kaviyach, the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with a tremendous revelation, Viloi without any concealments, putting on Tvilin, uh, making Kiddush, whatever it is, is Gilui Ratz and Hashem, open Ratz without any concealment. If we are mamish face to face with Hakadosh Baruch Hu's desire, as I end of a different klalu klalius yeshudav of neatzmai, abazoy binich gornished. If I am face to face with the Ratzin Hashem, there is no period. There is no separation between me and Him. Ulezoyis tien nafshoy olikis vachiyunis ulebusheim. And when we fulfill the mitzvahs, there are godly soul, and our animal soul, and all of the levushim, our, our thoughts, and our speech, and our action, 
They're all unified with the most extreme form of unity and oneness. With Hashem's Ratzon and the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Every single time we do a mitzvah. And he, he expresses this concept further. And this unity above, it is eternal, forever and ever. Why does it have to be that way? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His Ratzon. And my putting on Tefillin, my davening, my benching is His Ratzon. The minute I enter His realm and I'm out of the human realm, I'm in the, I'm in the realm of eternity. I'm in the realm of Nitzchiyas. Every Gili Ratzon that's in my speech, which is the speech of Torah, who Nitzchi, it too is eternal. There's a Pasuk. The word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists forever. His words are eternal. He never switches his word. We're entering a realm of eternity. We think here below, we think here below, it's within the realm of time. Here it seems to us that due to the fact that we are living within the confines of time, so it's only during that time that we're studying or we're fulfilling a mitzvah. Because afterwards when we go ahead and we, we dabble with, you know, getting the beer, so then it's, it's, we're, we're already, we're, we're nifred from that yichud here below. He says, I want to point out, that's only when do we become nifred? only if what we're dealing with are things which are complete stupidity only something that has no purpose in the service of and I want you to understand that even though temporarily we may go off and do something which has no purpose, and we should be able to connect everything to Hashem. But even if we didn't, despite this, when we go back afterwards and we return to serving Hashem with Torah and with Tefillah, and we request forgiveness from HaKadosh Baruch Hu for I'll show you Efshalay for the fact that we possibly could have studied Torah then, Vuloyasak, and yet we didn't. Hashem Yislachloi. Hashem will forgive him. Kemaima Chazal, like Chazal tell us, Avraham Mitzvah Sasevishov. If a person transgresses a positive mitzvah and repents, Lezaz Mishamat Shamaichlinai. He won't move from that until he's forgiven. Ulazah, and for this very reason, Tikno Birchislach Lona Shalash Pama Bachayim. Says It is because of Bittel Torah that Ad-Shaknesak instituted this brach of Slach Lano three times a day. I love in Bittel Torah. Taka for this Havera. Shein Adam Nitzel Mimena B'chol Yom. No person can get away without it every day. Kumaya Tomid. Shein Mechapa Mitzvah Saseh. Like we find that the Tomid would atone for positive mitzvahs that were missed. Ah, you're going to tie if that's the case, that I'm relying on the fact that I'm saying, Slach Lonu, and that's how I'm getting out of it, then I'm an Echtev Ashuv. says, no way. This is not what Chazal are referring to when they speak so horribly about someone who says, I will sin and then I will repent. 
then it says about that person that he can't do tshuva. No, no, no. Elim Kane. That's talking about Shabishaz Hachet Mamish Husaymich Alachuva. That's talking about a person who says, Oh, don't worry about it. I'll eat the trafe now because I know that there's chuva later. Like I write elsewhere, that's when the chuva itself becomes the catalyst for the Avera. Finally, with this we understand This is why Moshe Rabbeinu commanded the generation that's going into the land to read the Shema twice a day. What he's going to say now. Why did he's giving a reason for the mitzvah of Krishna? Why is there a mitzvah to read it twice a day? Because as the, uh, it says in so many different that when a person says they are supposed to have in mind that even if they'd be tortured by the most awful torture that we would go to our deaths rather than to convert. And a person is supposed to conjure up that image. What's the problem? Why would they possibly do that? Moshe promised them they're never going to have another guy that's going to threaten them. So why do they need Messias Nefesh? Look what he's saying here. He's saying that unless you learn the first 25 chapters of Tanya, you can't be Jewish. <laughs> He's saying here because all of Kiyom HaToyer mitzvis is dependent upon what we've just discussed in the last 25 Prokim. She'yizkot tamid inyin mesiris nafshay la'ashem ha'yechudai. That a Jew intrinsically built into the essence of our neshama, we have the ability and the nature to go through our deaths for Kiddush Hashem. And we need to keep it in front of our eyes in the morning and at night. If we want to be Jewish all day long, we cannot allow this thought of Shema Yisrael Hashem and to veer from our memories. Because if we utilize this Karev Ma'id, Ma'id is the concept of Krishna. And the ability to be Moser Nefesh, if we keep that in mind, this gives us the power to access our in, innate, internal godliness and to use it to battle the Yetzirah. <laughs> You know, he said that the 